Hello all, this is Chris Galizzi. This is our first ever uh, episode of The Shocker. And in case you guys don't know what The Shocker is, The Shocker is actually a podcast uh, that gives advice from uh, multiple angles, just like The Shocker. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be covering uh, life advice today. Uh, life advice. So, but the, uh, the whole goal is that we're going to give you such bad advice on what you should do in life that hopefully you do the complete opposite and you figure out your own routes. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Why don't you jump on, Nick? I'm Nicholas Valero from the Waffle Press Podcast. Hi, um, I'm Dr. Sage, or as my mother calls me, Peter Tran. I'm currently the program director at UCLA for the Spirituality and Higher Education program. Um, students search for meaning and purpose. Um, I'm also, I teach, a, uh, I teach a course there called The Visible Deity in the Post-Clinton Guam. Um, Chris? All right, that's that's pretty tight, Doctor Sage. Where'd you find Doctor Sage? Uh, Doctor Sage is a dear friend of mine. Uh, he's actually because he is a doctor. He's given me uh, advice on multiple things in life, from not only romance but to just how to develop or get over my speech impediment. I am digging the dreads, Doctor Sage. Though I am digging the dreads. Thank you. Um, my aunt actually did that. She's blind, and it's very hard for her to handle my hair. It's very thick, so I think she did a good job. Nice, nice. All right, so so what exactly is our first... So romance. So romance. What about romance can we help out with? So, you know... Uh, we, you know, we all hang around kind of like the same clique of friends, except for Dr. Sage, of course. Dr. Sage is, you know, our guest here. And, uh, yes. but for Nicholas and I, uh, you know, we have the, the same circle of friends. So we, t- especially for the past two weeks, I feel like we've been giving a lot of relationship advice. And a lot of that relationship advice is usually frowned upon or not agreed upon. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So I figured, like, we could start sharing that or start talking about that just because, you know, if we give such bad bad advice, there's chances are that everyone else out there is giving a lot of bad advice. So we should warn people of that bad advice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, what was it? What what kind of advice can we start with, though? That's the thing, though. Relationships go from everything from breakups, cheating to which a happy, healthy relationship like Doctor Sage has with his wife. <coughs> so, uh, Doctor Sage, how about we start this? To you, what is romance? What is romance? Um, First of all, Nick, she is not my wife. She's my life partner. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I didn't mean to we've offend. We've been together for the past uh, 10 years. We met in high school, actually. Um, what is romance? Well, I can define that. Okay, so one day I was coming home from work. I was really tired. Um, I had just got done um, trimming my leek garden. And it's on the roof at UCLA. I was really dusty and dirty, and my wife knew that if I walked inside our house, our apartment, actually it's a loft, I have a good story about the loft too, if I walked inside the loft and I got a bunch of prints all over the floor, she would not let me see the light of day. Basically, I would just be in the doghouse, I would be literally drinking from a dog wool. So she would, have of, you, she would have you drink from a dog bowl? No, a figure of speech, Nicholas. You said literally, though. I know. That's also a figure of speech. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Just, so, just want to clarify. <laughs> anyway, I came home, and instead of her yelling at me, she saw that I had put a lot of work into the leek garden. Um, we just had a really nice leek souffle the night before, and she knew that um, I'd be really tired. And she said, honey, just... Don't wash your feet. I'll take care of everything. Just get in bed. I'll put on some kombucha and 
I'll give you a massage later. And I was like, you know what, honey? Um, her name is Isabel, by the way. So, oh, I thought it was honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would think that. But Isabel, um, you know, she's basically an angel and in the most universal sense. And I think that, you know, uh, romance is just something... It's just the little things in life. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture. Is it gesture or gesture? What's um, the correct? I would, I, would, I, would, I would assume it would be gesture. I, I'm going to go with that. I want to go with that. I want to say gesture, but <laughs> love's not a clown. Get it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, thank you. You know, that's, uh, you know what? That's that's actually really that, good advice. That's, right that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the, the goal here is bad advice. <laughs> anyway, so. What do you guys think? Do you think me just tracking mud through our apartment is a bad idea? Do you think her just putting up with my dirtiness is a good idea? I mean, is it bad advice, really? I mean, does, oh, she, did, does she have a job? She has a job. She's also a professor at UCLA. Who pays the bills? We both pay the bills. Oh, well, then she has just as much right for, to say what happens in that house. Well, the house was actually, like I said, that was a good story. It was left to me by my uncle. Oh, then tell her to shut the hell up. It's your house. My uncle Shiloh, actually, um, he was my uncle, but he's spiritually her father. So she didn't have a father growing up, and she was sort of uh, her, uh, how do you say this, like her her lighthouse, I guess. Um, she was sort of an she, aimless wait, wait, ship. Wait, wait, She lived in a lighthouse? She lived in a lighthouse? What no. the hell? What, is she a mermaid? Like I said, figures of speech here. She was... <laughs> wait, wait. Well, how's a lighthouse? That's a figure of speech. My uncle was sort of her lighthouse. And she was an what? aimless ship. She was a compassless ship that was just sort of treading through life and not knowing what to do. My uncle basically was sort of her spiritual uh, father. Kind of guided her through the treacherous mm-hmm. waters. So there's a lot of resentment. That is because, life. You know, even though it's technically my loft, uh, she knows that my uncle meant just as much to her as he did to me. So Wait, did, did your uncle date her? No, he was... Did he fuck her? He was. He did not... Guys. <laughs> he didn't fuck her, guys. Um, I'm just saying, man. Apparently, your uncle took a very nice kindly, my, kinding to this girl. Okay. Figuratively, did he fuck her? <laughs> Figuratively, did, did he Did he her? literally fuck her? <laughs> he did not literally fuck her, but... Figure maybe, of speech, man. Figure of speech. Maybe figuratively, if uh, in that sense. Okay. Um, one night, I came home, and he opened up her solar plexis... Um, it's sort of like it's around her. So just above the head where your fifth chakra aligns with the rest of them, um, you can kind of, if you tilt your head back a little bit, your solar plexus opens up. And he opened it up for her, and all these emotions just came pouring out. And I think, you know, so, I, th- I think I would like to say that he, like you guys say, as as the perlance of our times, um, he figuratively fucked her, I guess. I mean, he- that kind of sounds like he jizzed inside her. Like, that's... That's not what happened, Nicholas. <laughs> Look, I'm, I mean, that's that's kind of what it sounded like. That I mean, chakra and everything like that. I mean, it really, I mean, it really sounds like you really entered her, if you get what I say. Sorry to... Um, sorry to snatch the conversation away from you, Chris, but can we come back to... Yeah, yeah you know what? We, we went way off topic. We went off topic. Way off topic. So like I said, do you think romance is about the little things or is, about, is it about big things? <coughs> uh, I think it's... I, I think, you know what? I think it's the little things. The, honestly, I, I think romance truly is the little things. You know, if I want a sandwich, I think that she should make me a sandwich. I mean, that's the truth and honesty. 
I see. I see. Yeah, no, most definitely. Like, <clears throat> I, I myself, you know, I've been with, you know, my girlfriend for so long to the point where, you know, most people say that she's my wife. She, yep, my wife. My, my <laughs> wife. That's from, that's from Borat, right? Yes, yes it is. Yes, well, it is, Doctor. It's really or, good. Or I prefer Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, which uh, for for romance, I truly do think that like the, you know what? Let's go the opposite way. I think big gestures are also really awesome too. I mean, if she buys you a tank, you have to marry that woman. Now, is it a Panzer III German tank from World War II, or is it simply hmm? What's another? What's a smaller tank? A I Sherman? Mean, American um, Sherman? It has to be American Sherman. American or Austrian ain't going nowhere. Come on. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Hmm. But let, okay, let's go back to your story, Doctor Sage. Though, like, so did you? So did you end up walking through that house with your muddy feet or not? I did, and like I said, she told me, you know what? It's okay. And she put on some kombucha. We watched a couple movies. It was really nice. I liked it, and you know. You know, we've been together for 10 years, and at that point, I thought, you know, this is what romance is about. It's just the little things. I don't think I have to go out of my way. And, you know, I could have washed my feet on the spigot outside, just kind of, you know, rolled my rolled my soles around, you know, so the dirt would get off and maybe perfume the tops of my toes. But I think... I think that I think it was okay. I think at that moment I knew that my wife would understand. You know what, Doc? I think I think you were in the right. I think I, I think I think you were in the right. I think so too. And my wife was also in the oh, right. But haven't you ever sometimes just want to say, "I don't care what you think." Just like you know what, fuck you, you know, fuck fuck your rules. I'm just gonna walk through this house because you know why? It's my house. There was one time. Or my loft. I'm sorry. There was one time when I came home and my wife had thrown away around three or four jars of preserves that I had made. And I'd be off topic if I asked what preservatives those were. Oh, oh, well, um, you've had jams before, correct? Oh, very much. Jellies? Oh, yes, yes. Preserves, um, I like to basically make my own jellies or jams. Mm -hmm. Um, I made a nice rhubarb jam. Oh. Um, We jarred it maybe about three or four days ago. She helped me out with the jarring. And she noticed a sight bubbling in one of the jars. And I said, honey, honey, it's okay. It doesn't mean that there's bacteria growing. It just means that it's doing its thing in there. It's having a little fun. It's having a small little dance inside. <laughs> so just let the rhubarb jars calm down. Let them rest. Let them sleep. And wait a couple days. And hmm. So, yeah. Basically, let's just, uh, well, basically what happened is she thought they were rotten. Threw them all out. Oh. And I yelled at her. Oh, did you hit her? I would not hit my, I would not hit my wife, my life partner. Oh, you're, I'm sorry, your life partner. What about with your dick? Oh, like what's sex like? The, what's heat, sex heat like the, for you? Heat of the moment. That's what I'm talking oh, about. No. Well, I I just ask because Christopher, we make love. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so how's love? How's love? How's making love? Yeah. How is the the action of making love for you? Well, let's just say let's just say there's not enough harnesses in a kung fu movie. Um, to carry the kind of uh, the kind of equipment we use, basically, it doesn't compare. Do you guys use swings? No, about to say the same yeah. thing like a swing. No, or? no. Like I, I said <laughs> harnesses. Gotta, well, gotta bolt that shit to the wall. You know. Well, I'm just saying. You know, harness, swing. It's you know, it's sex. Yeah. 
As as you can see, I'm a very slender man. Yes, so, you are. You're, you're actually quite fit, actually, if I do say so myself. So yeah. what I'd like to do is I like to get in our harness and I like to kick off from wall to wall. And I build a momentum just enough for her to stand in the middle of the room. And once we once we make contact, basically I insert. And it's just the most exhilarating rush. Like it feels it feels like eating a fresh carrot right from the garden, just pulling it right out, right out of the soil. Like with dirt all over it? No, you have to rinse it, Chris. Well, I'm just asking because you said straight out of the dirt. You, know, you have, I'm just, you have you know. to rinse your wife off before you have sex? Just like hose her down? No. <laughs> just, just, just More like, like afterwards. Uh, uh, okay. okay. Don't okay. tell her I said that. Oh. <laughs> we won't. We My won't. wife Don't doesn't listen that. to podcasts. Oh, she, does, she does or she doesn't? She does not. Why okay. not? Why did she not listen she to podcasts? She prefers um, phono, phonograms, phonographs from the 1930s. Like the crank? Like yeah. with the crank and everything. You know the stuff that sounds like wah 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 wah. I can dig that. Yeah, I can dig that actually. I mean, she's into that. Where exactly does she know it? That's totally off topic. Yeah, off topic. Yeah, because that'll be in a whole another hour discussion. Absolutely. I mean, where exactly you find a photograph is my question. Do they still make those? I'm sure you can make one. Like no, but like, are they like like? Can I go buy a Daft Punk, you know, version of these? Like, are are they still making those? Patent pending. Wait, didn't there, isn't there already a patent for phonographs? Nah, I don't know. I'm sure, <laughs> if it did, I'm, I would hope it expired by now. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's move on to uh, Nick, since we found out that, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Sage's advice is very interesting. It's, you know, although I wanted bad advice, he gave great advice, which appreciated, you know, and uh, you're a lucky man to have such a, a lucky woman, so... Different different strokes for different folks, Chris. Someone might say that harnesses are unsafe, and someone might say that treading mud through the hallways is very dangerous because you can slip and fall. So, on the other hand, it might be bad advice for some people. You never know. I'll make sure to to wear my harness whenever hmm. I'm yeah doing my thing. So uh, let's go with uh, Nick now. Like, um, you know, how's your love life going, or what do you choose to do with it, or not do with it? You know, just you know, just just dating. You know, just go out, see what's see what exactly is out there. I mean, what exactly you should do is auto. Is what you should do is get drunk, get balls deep drunk, mm-hmm. and everything like that, and walk up to the first girl you walk up to the first girl you meet, mm-hmm. and ask if she does first first date anal. I think that's absolutely the best way to meet the woman of your dreams. I, I, I guess if you want to see how far her commitment is to you, exactly. And if she, and no matter what, also if she says yes, and she also does give you anal on that first date, I think you're perfect. I think that's the woman of your dreams. Have you ever? Um, how do you say this? Have you ever performed the analingus? I guess I have. Oh. And do you think that analingus is a stimulant for the woman's asshole, or do you think it's more pleasure for the man? Do you think it's who do you think is getting the most out of analingus? Rightfully so, I don't care. Well, who knows? Like, you know, you you know, if you're doing some analingus, like, you know, what's to say that you're not going to maybe you enjoy the taste? <laughs> I I you know what? I can't I can't argue with that at all. I mean, sometimes it's just it just feels really good just to do, you know? The first time I tasted my wife's um my wife's um asshole, um I noticed that she did not wash beforehand. 
she had exited exited the shower without even touching that region of her body, and I I knew that if I continued, she would feel certain heights of pleasure hmm. that she we, she we haven't shared before. But if I stopped, she would be self conscious. Hmm. And I thought to the time when I was a small boy, when I accidentally ate a piece of manure on my my uncle's farm, the what? same uncle. Same uncle. Oh, uh, the one that's the lighthouse, correct? Yeah, he's a lighthouse. Yeah. The one that fucked your wife. Um, figuratively, <laughs> figuratively fucked. Spiritually fucked my wife, actually. Yeah. Still fucked his wife. Um, I remember that time I ate a piece of manure from one of the horses that he tended to. And I just kind of remembered that time, and I thought, you know what? If I can get through that, then I can get through eating my wife's shitty asshole. And I think, guys, that's love. You know what? That is, that is love. That is love. That is love. That, that is that. absolute love. I can't. I can't even argue with that. <laughs> so, so, just out of curiosity, like uh, Doctor Sage, like you know, like there's a saying that you know, once you've got the taste for blood, you kind of crave it. <laughs> I didn't eat far enough to strike uh, red. Sir. Oh well. Uh, what do you mean? What he means, Doctor Sage, is you know, once once you taste a little bit of shit, maybe you might crave it. You know. Well, that would be a vast superior uh, improvement to the Twilight series, wouldn't you think? <laughs> <laughs> instead of drinking blood, but you know, they just eat each other's buttholes. No, I think that I think that's a porn parody. Yeah. What would you What would you call it? What like the, the first? Would it be guy light? Guy light. Yeah, just, <laughs> I think just ass light. I, I think that's valid enough. And that's true because not not only do I the just gays call it brown light, it's brown light. Brown gays light. aren't the only ones that. Are involved in analingus? Of course not. Heterosexuals as it's a, well. It's a brave new world out there. Like, you a, know, it's a brave new world. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think I think anybody is up for analingus as long as they're up for it. Yeah. Chris, what, are your, what are your thoughts on analingus, Christopher? Um, you know, I think it's something that's necessary for almost any type of human being on this earth. You know, it's kind of like you know the first time you ever had coffee. Like you know, you hate it at first time, but then you you just can't get that caffeine out of your system. You just crave it more and more afterwards. They both keep you up at all, up at night, correct? Oh, and they kind of give you a little tingle. They do. They do. It's oh, very good. A little tingle. I think like a massive tingle. Well, not gonna it lie. depends if the person if it's the person's first time or not. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. So that's my that's my take on. It. I don't know if you would agree. Hmm. It's interesting. So. How about how about you, Nicholas? Um, in terms of any other type of pleasurable acts that we can give to our significant other or spiritual. Uh, partner um what else can we do to spice up the relationship if it's gundal i i i think if you just sit there uh, naked and then just stare in each other's eyes not a single word spoken mm-hmm. just staring in each other's eyes truly get into the depths of that person's soul most definitely that's that's how you can best understand that person especially like while the other person is just you know and you know mind you uh, you know not gay so i wouldn't know but um, you know, if I were with my partner and it's a she, you know, I would make sure that, you know, while she is just standing there, she's looking me straight in the eye, naked, you know, looking down on me while I'm just kneeling and asking for forgiveness because I don't, you know, I, I'm asking too much to, to want anything else than for her to look at me in the eyes. I think that's just a spirit, spiritual bond that you, you have to have. Um, mind, mind you, you can't look in their eyes when they're eating your asshole. Um, the eye region is sort of, well, if it were a woman. No, Dr. Steele, that's why you always do it in front of a mirror. 
That's, ah. that's really good. That's well, actually... Um, I've actually started taking yoga for these precise reasons. Really? Yes. So you're able to look in your partner's eyes when... She's um, eating your asshole. Yeah. Nice. I will, I will definitely see, look into, look into that. that. See, see, <laughs> see, the good trick about good anal play is that you got to treat it like a staring contest. Mm-hmm. So, so you just have to... You know, well, as soon as you make eye contact, you know you're done when the other person blinks. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to move on to the next stage. What is it, like anal chicken? Kind of. <laughs> it's like anal chicken. I dig it. Okay. <laughs> we had a kid on my street growing up named Anal Chicken. His name was Anal Chicken? Yeah. Did his parents hate him? <laughs> no, it's because at one point, um, an older kid shoved a chicken bone in his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of... Okay. It's, it's Kind of like how some people are called pickle fucker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. We actually we actually know a pickle fucker. We actually do know a pickle fucker. Yes, we do. Really? Yes, he comes from, down from a long line of pickle fuckers. Yes, he does. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, very I'd like interesting. To meet, I'd like to meet him someday. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll bring him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's actually a great idea. I will schedule him as our one of our guests later on. Absolutely. Okay. So. Now that we've talked about some type of uh, stimulation for our significant other, how do we break up with someone we don't love anymore or someone we choose not to have spiritually as a partner? Oh, that's easy. Just stop talking to them. That's it. Hmm. Done. Just. I, I feel like more drama is necessary. More drama could be necessary. You could always just, you could break up with them in the, in the middle of a family party. That's always the best possible thing. Or on a flight. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. On a flight is always the best place because there's no escape unless they unless they want to jump out. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I mean, unless she wants to take us all with her, go ahead. But if you're gonna break up with somebody, definitely do it on an airplane. Not only will you possibly get all everything that needs to get said out on the way, you might actually join the Mile High Club because she might want some forgive me sex. Or you do it on a road trip so that way she has to figure her own way back. That's a good idea Mm -hmm. too. There is a village in Guam. Where the man will, once, once he's finished with his uh, relationship with his partner, he will leave a bowl of ejaculate on their nightstand. Or in Guam, it's not so much a nightstand, it's sort of a small box. When you say ejaculate... Um, he mm. leaves his semen, a small bowl. I just want to make sure, how small of a bowl are we talking like is it a quart? Like a, like a doggy bowl? It's like almost, a, it's a almost like a yo like a play uh, like a yo play yogurt? Uh, like, uh, okay. Wait, folds to the brim or just like to the bottom? It's filled to the brim. Jesus Christ, uh, that's a lot of jizz. That takes maybe two or three nights of masturbation. <laughs> straight? Yeah, straight, just straight up masturbation. His nonstop. dick must hurt. So he fills it to the brim, leaves it on a nightstand for her to find in the morning. This signifies that he wasn't willing to continue the relationship and the ejaculate left in the bowl means that he wasn't willing to give his seed to her. And he didn't want to have a family with her. He didn't want to have kids with her. So the ejaculate is basically what she's missing out on. And uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So what happens if that woman <clears throat> then uses that seed to impregnate herself with it? Um, after maybe a couple minutes, the semen can't survive on its own. Um, in order for her to actually uh, use that semen in such a way, she would have to wake up right after the man ejaculated into the bowl and then use a turkey baster to squirt it inside of her. Mm. Um, in some cases, and the, you know, when I was spending, when I spent five years in Guam with my research team, there was a documented case in which a woman actually did that. 
she she had very sensitive hearing, and when the man finished, um, he liked to let out a, sort of a grunt, like a mmm, and he he kept doing it, and he finished into the bowl. She woke up right away, and she coincidentally had a turkey baster. Um, it was it was homemade, um, out of bone. And she used it to suck up the ejaculate, squirt it into her vagina, and the next day, doctors confirmed that she was pregnant. The next day? The next day, they confirmed she was pregnant. How do you, Jesus. It usually takes Christ. up to like two weeks. For ovulation, no. You can find out the next day when she start ovulating. Jesus. All right. Well, that's interesting. What about you, Chris? Uh, what's, what's the best way for you to really break up for, with somebody? Well, like, like I said earlier, um, I like drama. I like to see the tears. I like to see... You know, someone really upset. So really get you off. Well, because I find anger funny. So like the more people start yelling, the more people start, you know, crying, the louder I laugh. So, you know, for me, I guess like an ideal situation would be like, you know, my significant other, like we're at a dinner table and she, you know, I've been wanting to break up with her. But if I knew at the same time she did too, um, I would probably stand up pull my pants down and tell her you can't have this anymore. Man. Chris, can we actually... And let's have some fun. Let's actually do a role play. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I heard this This helps. Okay, let's do this. Um, so pretend I'm your girlfriend, and because out of respect respect for your actual girlfriend, I'll go with a different name. Sure. Let's call her... Let's go with Lit- No-No. No-No. We'll call her No-No. Um, okay. I'll be No-No. You're obvi- obviously you're Chris. Can, can that be No-No? That's just weird just because it sounds like a guy's name. No, it's sticking with no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I'm no, no. <laughs> if, it, if it pleases the court, it does please the court extraordinarily. I'm no, no. You're Chris. Okay. Okay, so I'm sitting. I'm sitting there at the dinner table, just you know, eating my salad, mm-hmm. my niswa salad. Oh. oh, I thought you were talking about your butt meat salad. Mm. That could have been later. Delicious. Yeah. Um, okay, so proceed. I guess you can start. Okay. All right. Uh, so no, no. Like I know we've been going out for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always thought you're, I always feel that you're a beautiful individual. Thank you. But what you got to understand is that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I can no longer what? be your significant other just because I, I, I don't know where this is going and I don't. I don't understand. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> just shut Jesus up. Christ. Stop crying. Understand. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Huh? Why are you crying? Huh? I you. you didn't see this coming? And you didn't see this coming? See. <laughs> oh, that's really oh, good. That's, that's, that, that's impressive. I have to admit, that is very impressive. I, I really do admire that way of, like, really breaking up with the person, you know? And I think just the amount of tears you were able to get out of her, I think that was achievement on you yourself. If, if it fills the wine glass, then you did it right. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. It's very good. Yeah. Cathartic. <laughs> So after she cries into a wine glass, do you do you drink it? Of course. Kind of like to gain her strength. Well, get a little bit of balsamic oil or balsamic vinegar, and just uh, you know get a little bit of either or maybe some bruschette. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mix it up. You can dip bread into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you can make like a stew with it. Yeah, most definitely. I think I, I think that's like the best possible way. Gluten free, vegan friendly, GMO, non-GMO. Yeah, exactly. Most definitely. And more Lo- loaded with electrolytes. Breakup suit with extra guilt. Mm, yeah, exactly. It, it, it'll, you'll get you right through the night. Hmm. Okay. So uh, now that you have some of our advice on how to break up with someone, how can we lure someone in now that we're free, now that we don't have someone looming over our heads? 
A club. A club? Interesting. Going for the younger crowd, I see. Oh, no, I meant physically a club. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that was good. That was, uh, that, was, that was quite nice. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, a club. So, we're going to the caveman days where you just hit her over the head and just, or him over the head and just, you know, declare it mine. Yeah, I mean, Dibs is still active, right? I mean, Dibs has been around for centuries. Yeah. And the club is your automatic Dibs. You know, that's how America was found, was Dibs, really. Like, that's that's how America happened. Like, Dibs, like, we want, we, we're here. Like, you know, we, we named it. If you're not using Dibs, you're not a true American. Yeah. I think the first American was named Jonathan Dibs. Is, is that the origin of Dibs? I it actually, is. I thought it was oh. Sir Walter Dibs. Yeah, you could be right, actually. However, I think we can both agree on that one of the first Americans was last name Dibs, whether he was... Absolutely. No matter what, it it is Dibs. Mm. But I do think that just clubbing her in the head, taking her back to your cave, car, and or freeway underpass, perfect way to get a girl. She'll stay with you forever. Mm. Or until you decide to let her go. Molly, can we get a fact... Molly, can we get a fact check on Dibs for next week? All right, thanks, Molly. Molly is our fact checker um, here at the university. She came with me just to make sure these guys don't get a little too wild. Um, she just kind of hangs around wherever I go, takes notes. Uh, yeah, no, fact check. No, honey, not a facial. Fact check. Okay. You, you're, that chair doesn't need armrests, Molly. Thank you. She, she really is lovely, though. I, I, you uh-huh. know, she, she's a great girl. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. She's not going to suck your dick, Chris. Stop looking at her like that. Uh, well, you know, I'm just what looking at her. She might suck yours next. You're, be- you're a beautiful man. You have yeah. blonde tips. Yes, he does. Got to go with the tip, man. Yeah. Always go with the tip. Okay, uh, uh, Dr. Sage, um, what, what's your advice to um, gaining a significant other? Well, in Guam, I when I was out there with my research team in 98, um, there's a small village that does a practice called Hulakne. Um Hulakne is basically, it's when you take a couple rows of raw fish, you cut open the heads, and you sort of let the scent kind of waver into her, um, the, the village which her and her parents reside in. So, basically, once the, the scent hits their village, they know that you're offering her a sort of dowry, almost. And yeah, dowry I mean, is okay. in almost every, every culture. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we, we off, men offer a ring, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, others offer like a goat and stuff like that. Um, but no, and hulakle is basically when you take, you know, it's it's a little more sophisticated in um, in native uh, Guamese culture. Um, so anyway, when when the woman approaches, you take one of the fish and you slap her across the face with the fish. If she resists and she look, if she resists and looks at looks at you with a straight face, that means that you've won her heart. Guam is a fucked up country. Well, no, Guam is a very sophisticated country, but we haven't caught up to their technology and their, and their practices just yet. A fish? That's a waste of a fish. I think you no. you just be better with the club. So basically, after you hit her with a fish, if the fish is undamaged, you can eat the fish. It's still a perfectly good um, fish. And hulakne is basically something that you can... It happens year-round. Now, so, my, th- now my thing is that do you consummate by eating the fish? 
No. Um, usually well, she eats What it. happens to the fish? Like, you know, what's the end result of the fish? Just getting eaten? That sounds like, I mean, if you throw it away, it sounds like a waste of fish. No, you can actually eat the fish. If it's not bruised or damaged, if you don't hit her too hard with the fish, basically she's, that, that fish is good to eat for dinner. And I've actually gone to Hulakne dinner um, one of the nights I was over there. And what did, okay, so there's a dish over there that basically they spice it with garlic and and, and leeks and that's actually how I learned to grow leeks was in Guam and chilies and it's very good and you eat with your hands in, in that village mm-hmm. is this is this how you got your wife? no 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 I met my wife the old fashioned way um, it's actually the early internet um, oh. In the 90s, I was in a BBS, or as kids would call a forum. Um, we were in a Forgotten Realms um, forum. And Forgotten Realms, if any of you know, is a small sort of sector of the Dungeons & Dragons lore. So it's sort of a side um, a side set of, uh, how, how would you say, books and rules. Um, it's, very, it's a very good series. But we met on the internet. Okay, I'm married. That works. I mean, uh, which on nowadays, I guess the internet is the best possible place to go. Yeah. I mean, what what about you, Chris? How how would you get a girl? Well, just because uh, I'm a man of technology, I I believe wholeheartedly in tasers. I get it. I get you. Well, close, close, close. Okay. Um, you know, with the internet being around, with Facebook and all stuff, and like especially with Ashley Madison and mm-hmm. you know all these other dating websites, I think the best way to do is not use a photo of yourself when you first meet her. Like, you know, use a very attractive photo. Um, use some other photo you can find online. Absolutely, just trick her. Just that's trick her. very huh? good. Just that's trick her. That's, that's clever. That's, that's clever. Good. See, the reason why I would trick her is because if she's a girl that when she first sees you and you finds out that you're this hideous-looking chud, then, you know, you can just, you know, it, it's all about the... Com- <laughs> no, yeah, but that makes sense, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going to use... Any picture, why not use Channing Tatum? I mean, he's already getting a slew mm-hmm. of girls. Mm-hmm. Might right. as well try and capitalize on that. Well, it's not that. It's like, you know, now that you got the looks out of the way, like now you're like, okay, well, like I, I, I can check that off my list. Like, obviously, I look attractive. Now she's prepared for the conversation. So when she does see me, okay, you know, she's able to be like, oh, well, you don't look like your photo. You tricked me, but you're here, so let's talk. And then you stimulate her with, with conversation. So just, just lie just trick her and then you know on your basic profile you can go ahead and just go in and just be like you know what i'm gonna tell all of all these achievements that i've done just because you know even though i didn't do any of them i'm just gonna write down all these achievements i've done so that way when she meets me she's not she doesn't have to ask me those questions and then i can then tell her if i didn't have those achievements you would still not have a good time no i get that yeah no i, I like that i really do what about you doctor I kind of oh, wait, wait, would you agree with that? Let's start with that. Would you actually agree with that? I do agree with that. Um, when me and Isabella were taking a break, um, I like to do something called sending dick pics to girls. Ah, and, yes, yes. you know, why would I send a picture of my own dick? It's all cruddy. It's I hear all... girls do love the dick pic. Hmm. And I sending dick pics has been going on for ages. Before, cavemen used to, used to you know, they used to carve their carve uh, their, an image of their dick into wood. And then the and pyramids. Stone. The pyramids are just dicks. Pyramids. Those are huge phallic symbols. Yeah. So what I like to do is I like to get screenshots of James Dean, the porn star. Oh, and yeah, I would yeah, just yeah. send I would just send girls on OkCupid photos of my of James Dean's dick. And I think 
I think that's a perfectly good practice because, you know, they'll think that you have a huge penis when, in fact, your penis looks like a Vienna sausage that's trapped in Jabba the Hutt's fist. So more like the like the Sarlacc pit, really. More like the Sarlacc pit. That's 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 pretty good. I mean, that, I mean that's a little bit better than I would imagine. But no, that's pretty good. Just to brush up on that really quick, uh, I, I've been told from many sources that it's not the size of the boat that counts; it's the motion in the ocean. Basically, it's how hard you fuck her. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's the same. No, that, that makes sense though. I I, I really do. Yeah. I, I that that absolutely does make sense. Look, small dick guys, remember it's how hard. And remember, the intervals have to be really fast. So just once you get it in there, don't don't wait for her. Don't wait for her moans, and don't wait for her touch. Don't wait for her to react. Just just keep pushing further and further and further like a jackhammer, and that's how you get her off. No, that, that uh, well, I think just because we're giving such great advice, we, 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 but wouldn't you be worried about like too much pressure, like just too much, like too much, like don't you think that's just gonna Trust me, Chris. There's no such thing as too much. Okay, okay. Well, just you know, that's why we're here to give exactly, advice to exactly. to learn. There's we're, no we're, such thing. We're if, she's here to, ble- if she's bleeding, you done it right. Mm. Nick, that's, that's intense, but, <laughs> but true. Intense, but true. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Okay, so uh, you were gonna say before I cut you off. Um, you know, Doctor Sage, we, we were talking about uh, the best ways to get a date. We went over um, recently you know, just to lie on your profile, was there anything else that you were going to add to that? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I would send pictures of James Dean's penis. That's right. I'm also white in my photos. As you know, my, <laughs> my last name is Tran. But mm-hmm. I, I like to send girls photos of white men. Mm. Does that, and does that seem to work a lot better? And it's not for there. Wait, wait. So let's touch on that. That's actually a very good point. Do you, do we, do we tend to think that, you know, the opposite sex or even people that we're trying to attract are just racist? Yes. Like, like they, they don't want pictures from other ethnicities that they're not, they don't want to be associated with. Well, I feel on the internet, when a girl sees a man of privilege, like a privileged white man, I feel like, you know, the amount of privilege that the girl or that the man um, in, 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 imbues, and how would I say, shows in his profile, um, the wetter she gets, is that? Makes sense. Absolutely. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. I feel that the white man will always get more pussy than anything else. Really? Absolutely. Why not? They already own slaves. Why not own women? Well, slavery has been abolished for quite some time. Trust me, America's been around a long time. We've made some mistakes. Okay. You know, um, yeah, I'll just go with that. White men... Actually, get the white men get me a lot of responses to OK Cupid. Oh, really? Yeah, and and sometimes I'll just take stock photos from like royaltyfreeimages.com, and I'll just take a stock photo of like a, a handsome, you know, Jim Carrey looking man, and um, you know, I'll just slap it onto my profile, and there you go. I'll have a date for a Thursday night, mm-hmm. and I'll be f- cock deep in some sweet Guamanian pussy. Yeah. Well. You know, this is going to lead us into our next topic um, in regards to romance. Let's just say... Cock deep in some Swanlanian pussy. Guamanian. Guamanian pussy is going to lead us into the next topic. Well, kind of. Uh, No, I just want to make sure as long as it was everybody else except for me, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's go for this next topic. (laughs) So, 
let's just say we've, uh, you know, we've all conquered the beast of finding, dumping, and all this other good stuff. Like, let's get things a little bit more serious. What do we do with the significant other that wants to take the relationship to another level? Like, you know, but someone's not ready for that. Like, the, either you mean like anal, right? Well, besides anal, which is which we already covered. We that was one of our first no, things. Yeah, I get that. But you know, what if they talk marriage, or what if they talk kids? Like, would like how how do we handle that? Like, what do we tell them? In Either Gu- or, just jump in. In Guam, um, when I was out there with my research team, we did a process called Suento, and whenever we did Suento, uh, basically it's the exchange of blood between two humans. Um, in that village, you know, gender is very obscure. It's very ambiguous. So fluidity and gender, I mean, it could be a man, um, someone who identifies as non-binary, a woman, I know another woman. There is no lines in gender over there. So basically, when they get married in that culture, they exchange a blood. And Suento is basically a very, it's very intimate process. So... I wouldn't say that exchanging blood between your partner is a good idea. I'm just saying it's not a bad idea. So if you and your partner find yourselves, you know, next to a broken wine glass after a night of partying too hard with your uncle Lighthouse. Well, I'm just saying that a blood pact never ends. I mean, after you after you murder a hooker, you obviously make a blood pact. That's like those things are always the safest bet for anything. Well, in that situation... I've made at least five blood packs. Yeah. So you've witnessed five deaths of five hookers? I can't really say and or deny. And I don't think your, your lawyer would appreciate comment on either or. Exactly. Molly, can you, can you do a fact check on legal standings of dead prospects? You don't need to do that, Molly. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Molly, if you can, uh, just make a quick note of just uh, the statute of limitations for... Um, no, that, that was like last week. There's no uh, statute. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So, <laughs> uh, well, thanks, 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 Molly. Hey, give me, give me some more water, please. Thank you. You don't have to do that, Molly. But yeah, get us some more water. Hurry. Thank you. Powerful water. Very, very powerful. Okay. So uh, let's get get back on topic. Um, uh, so, so how how do we do, get ready for kids? How do you get ready for offspring? Listen, I think you have 21 years to truly abort. 21 years to truly... child. Yeah, you have 21 years at most. Explain, please. See, I'm thinking that by at least 21 to 18, if they haven't really made something of themselves or they haven't really shown any real prospects, they're pretty stupid or anything like that, you should have the right to just beat them over the head with a club and kind of throw them in the river to start over. Because they're yours? It's like property? Yeah. I mean, I made it. Obviously, it's my property. If I were to make a chair, that's my property. You could break it if you wanted to break exactly. that chair. Exactly. I can break it. I can destroy it. I can do whatever I want. That's what I feel that you should do with that child. Would, would it be safe? Well, what about the emotional commitment to you know, a chair compared to a, something that can call you dad? Like, How do you respond to that? I think the emotional equivalent is exactly the same. I mean, that chair comforted my ass for tons and tons of times of me trying to read the magazine. And that kid hasn't carried me for nothing. I mean, he really hasn't done anything besides lay on his ass, ask me for money, and that's about it. So I think 21 years to 18 years, that's truly the abortion, your abortion period. So just, you know, if if you decide to, I guess, keep, you know, uh, what you made then you have still a, enough time to get rid of it. Yeah, you can still bludgeon it in the head and just kind of start over whenever okay. you really feel. Uh, Dr. Sage? I think being completely, and, and this might sound very dangerous, but 
I think throwing all caution to the wind and approaching every situation with your young one just completely and utterly intoxicated, I think is the best approach. So drinking a bottle of wine before talking to your child or changing your child or if it makes a poop, I think it makes a whole lot of difference because you're very you're very courageous your emotions are aren't hindered you're basically a whole better person after being completely and utterly shit-faced and that's basically how my father raised me that's how his father raised him so i think being an alcoholic pays off in the end I, I would I, say so. I honestly do agree with that. Um, if I may, I think um, some of my input is just to not be around the child at all. Like, just go mm. do your thing. Just because, you know, a strong character is lacking in this country. That's true. So I feel that, you know, the more you don't see it, the better off it is. See, I think that the best possible way is to change its papers, make it look like an illegal immigrant, and then send it back over, and then send it over the border. No one will ever find it at that point. You know, uh, that's great advice, but uh, I feel like that may be a little too costly for our... Uh, What's more costly, sending a kid back over the border or having to pay for it for 18 years? Well, that's true, I guess. Hey, but if he finds his way back, then you know you raised a good one, Exactly. Uh, he yeah. figures out his way back, obviously you know I got to keep her. That is valid. That, that is valid. Okay, now that we've talked about offspring, what about marriage? You know, the ability to, you know, solidify something, you know, what are we going to do there? Like, you know, at least for me, like, if I was going to take the plunge, uh, then I would most definitely um, let her know that she can't expect anything out of me once we're married. Just be honest with her and be like, you know what, uh, we're going to be together forever, but I'm, I expect everything out of you, but expect nothing out of me. I, I, I completely agree. I completely, completely agree. You wanted me to throw out the trash? You want me to fix the garbage disposal? Fuck you. You got hands. You can do it. Exactly. Women's rights. Mm. It's truly, which are, they wanted equal pay. I, I believe they can fix the garbage disposal on, the, on their own. Mm. Dr. Sage? When my life partner and I um, first decided to be together for life, for eternity, we took um, what would you say? Um, we Oh, okay. We took ayahuasca, and it's a perception-enhancing drug, which sort of um, increases the DMT production in your brain. And together we entered a vast valley of uh, colors and waves and, and sounds, and we were spiraling endlessly into a cascading universe of stars. And we, for the first time ever, we became one. Our bodies were swirling around each other, flesh on flesh, skin on skin. Doctor, that's LSD. It is. It is much like LSD. Mm. And that is basically how we got married. We didn't need a priest. We did not need an audience, a witness. Uh, we did this alone. Actually, we traveled to Chile. And Chile, is that how you pronounce it? Chile. 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 Okay, we traveled to Chile in order to... Um, in order to do this, and we sat naked in a tent inside of each other. My penis was inside of her when we took the ayahuasca. And together we traveled. Did you put the ay ayahuasca? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Did you put the ayahuasca, like, in her vagina, or did you just, like, like... Okay, the way you do it is you yeah, rub... Explain, yes, please. Okay, you make a mash of the ayahuasca plant by chewing it like this, just... 
and you take a bit of it out, you rub it on the tip of your penis, and you insert it into your partner. And this signifies you um, trusting your partner with um, the power of, of the deity or whatever God you believe in to fully embody your love. And once I inserted in her, she let out a scream. It was beautiful. I can't re- maybe I can, I can recreate it. It wasn't too loud. It was just, ah, and I wanted to, I wanted to come, but the ayahuasca was numbing my penis. And together we just, we became one unit, one body. And you can't, you can't recreate that. Uh, I think that's way better than any real marriage, guys. I, 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 that sounds like a magical moment. So, um, a drug induced relationship. Exactly. It is. It is. I like that. More drugs, less problems. D I R. Drug induced relationship. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's, um, you know, because we're almost coming to the end of our first ever podcast. Just out of curiosity, you know, this is just for the very few out there. But, um, how would we deal with someone that has passed? Like a loved one? Because, you know, at any age, someone, signifies a loss that's gone over to the other side. Now, my question is, did you like that loved one? Well, well, that's why we're asking, because, you know, you know, people out there hopefully like them. If not, then it's an easier answer. Just move on. I mean, easier way to deal with it. Get a beer, open it up, chug halfway through, pour a couple sips out for them. Keep drinking, live your life. Um, Dr. Sage? Um, in Guam, actually, myself and my research team, we noticed there's a practice in one of the villages where they would actually um, insert um, embalming fluid into the partners. Uh, well, um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but was there a name for this procedure? Because I just want to make sure. Takru. Mm. And Takru, basically, you would embalm the body and it would become stiff, like kind of like a mummy. And you would their arms would be off to the sides and they would place them in the basement of their home. So my first wife... Whoa! My first, first wife. Your first, first wife. wife. This is something new, Doctor. I thought. Wait, I, I, so, I, so this is your second wife that you're with right now. Yes, my second. Well, my second life partner, my first wife. We had a traditional marriage in a mm, Catholic church, okay. uh, and this is when I was a very ignorant boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about 18, and my first wife, Jarit, Jarit, um, Jarit. She, yes, yeah, she was actually from Guam, and mm. this sort of started my my love. Is this um, where you learned all of your? Uh, Guam culture, like because of her, like she it introduced. Is. Oh, okay, okay. My first sense. taste of Guam was when I ate her out. Ah. Um, basically, when she passed, and she was about nineteen or twenty. Um, wow, that, that was really young. What, what did she pass of? It's hard. It's. I'm sorry if, if this is sensitive for you, but <laughs> I, I'm just sorry. I, you know, you don't have to answer that, Doctor Sage. <laughs> it's just something that uh, you know. I apologize <laughs> if I have upset you. Anal puncture. And oh. She cheated on me with a man, and he punctured her anus by fucking her too hard like a jackhammer. I didn't know how to handle it. She bled out on the spot. (laughs) The only thing was a perfect way to find out where to insert the embalming fluid. So I didn't have to, I didn't really have to find, you know, find a hole or, you know, cut her. She already had sort of an entry wound. So she's in the basement of our loft. As we speak. Jarit, wherever you are, whatever cosmos you're currently... Obviously, she's in your basement. Wait, wait, is your current spiritual partner okay with this? Does she... Does she know you have your... Is she aware that your 
your ex, your, your... Oh, no, she loves the idea. She says that when I pass, she's going to put my body in our basement, and her next lover or life partner, um, she just has to be okay with that. Wait, oh, so, cool. so, like, do you have them, like, put up, like, as, a, like, a mannequin? Or like kind of like a wax figure type thing? No, she's posed in a surfing position. So it's just kind of like how, how would you picture someone surfing? But just it's hard. To, it's hard to explain over the airwaves, really. No, I, 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 get, I, I think I can get a mental image of the way that she is. Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> OK, so that's how you deal with someone that's past. Um, at least for me, the way I feel that you deal with someone that's past is um, you know, whether you're the reason why that person passed or not um, is you, if you, and uh, mind you, this, if you, I guess if you like the person, you would go through the funeral process. And, you know, if, if that's what you would do is funeral process, I don't think Dr. Sage would go to a standard funeral process. I think he would go to the button ballman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Apologize but, to Jarit, please. Yeah. Jarit, I am very sorry. Thank you. I love you. You've up, you've upset Doctor Sage. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But, I'm sorry, Doctor Sage. But um, for for me, I think the best advice that I can give about someone that's passed is, um, if you are doing a traditional American uh, funeral, then I my biggest thing would be just don't go, because you're going to regret more going than than not going. Just because you know, why would you want to see someone that if you did like, dead? Why? That's true. Why? You know, it's like the worst thing you would wish upon someone that you like, yet you're going to go observe it, and you're going to celebrate it, and you're going to just be there. Man, I, I find no point in ever going to any of these funerals. Just let them go in the dirt, forget about them, move on, and find someone else that's going to die. That's very morbid, Chris, but it's also very endearing. Hmm. I think that's a very good tactic. Too. It's very mature. It's very mature. Hmm. I think humans need to need to understand that it's just flesh. Yes. Why would we want to see a piece of flesh just laying in front of you? So, no. Dr. Steele, when your wife passed away... I'm sorry, did you just call him Dr. Steele? I mean, not Dr. Steele, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dr. Sage, I am super, I am so sorry. Um, Dr. Steele wasn't scheduled until later on um, for another episode, so I, I can see the mix-up. Absolutely. Now, Dr. Sage, I um, now with your wife, what exactly did you do before you made her into a life mannequin? Basically, I had to remove all of her clothes. <laughs> and Jarit liked to go, as you say, all natural. So she was very hairy down there. Oh. I had to shave her, both the anus and the vagin, vagina. And it's very, she was very beautiful afterwards, I would say. Makes sense. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, um, what was, what, what's a standard date? What was a standard date for you and your uh, ex, ex-wife? Jarit, a standard date would be we would go to the movie theater and we wouldn't watch a movie. We would just... Lay. We would we would put up a bunch of the armrests and just lay there and hold each other. And while the air conditioner just kind of swirled around us, and whatever movie was playing, we would just ignore and make love. Okay, that, that that's that sounds beautiful. Uh, I I wish I had a relationship like that. Do you really? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I I think that actually might have offended Doctor Sage. 
Fuck him. <laughs> I love you, Zarit. Fuck her, too. Oh, well, come on. Me. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, like I said, since we're about to wrap up our first and uh, our first episode of The Shocker, um, I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, next uh, week's episode is actually going to be about money management. So we're going to give you some awesome advice on how to either save those dollars or how to earn those big dollars. Uh, we will have another special guest. Um, I would like to thank Dr. Sage for making his way out here all the way from Westwood. Uh, you know, I know it's quite a drive. And Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, well, thank oh, you. You guys are sweethearts. Oh, thank you. Um, if there's any final comments, you know, let's go ahead and go around. Dr. Sage, any final comments? Sometimes love is more than just a heartbeat. It's more than just a bouquet of roses. Sometimes it's more than a kiss. Sometimes it's having your rotting, decaying ex-lover under the floorboards of your loft. I'll leave with that. Thank you, Dr. Sage. Sometimes clubbing is better than actually going clubbing. You know, that's that's, uh, something that we can all... You know, probably agree with at to some extent. And then uh, for me, um, just to do a roundabout, we have Dr. Sage all the way here from UCLA. We have uh, Nicholas Valero uh, from uh, the Waffle Press. And then uh, I and myself, uh, Chris Galizzi, uh, we would like to thank you for our first episode of The Shocker. Please tune in next week uh, for our money management episode. Have a great time out there, you two. <laughs>